Hey everyone, I'm Chris Hall and you're listening to the Downtime Podcast where we delve deep into the gravity-based side of mountain biking. First up, I want to thank our supporting partners and that's Santa Cruz and We Are One Composites who've got a really generous offer for you. We Are One make awesome wheels. Fact, it's amazing to see the amount of support that they have as a relatively small brand by loyal customers who've experienced how great the wheels are and also how robust they are. The ride quality of We Are One wheels is a big one for me. They're accurate and go where you point them, but they have enough compliance that they can stick to off-camber lines and you don't feel every little obstacle on the trail trying to ping you offline. I'm currently running a Faction 29er up front and a Union 275 in the rear. They've needed zero maintenance and are still as tight and true as the day they arrived. I can't say that about any other wheel set that I've ever owned. We Are One are offering downtime listeners a very generous 10% off any Revolution wheel set, including rim only, for the month of September. All you need to do is to head to weareonecomposites.com and use the code DOWNTIMEWHEELING2022 at the checkout. That's downtime with a capital D. No space, followed by the word wheeling, W-H-E-E-L-I-N-G. No space, then 2022 over at weareonecomposites.com. Head to their site now and check out their entire range of awesome wheels. While you're here, don't forget to subscribe or follow the podcast so you never miss an episode. There's buttons to help you get that done over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash subscribe. Merch is available if you want to support the show. That's over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop. You can head over to downtimepodcast.com forward slash EP and check out our beautiful print project, Downtime EP, that's made in collaboration with the awesome team over at Misspent Summers. It's a biannual piece of mountain bike history that takes the guests and topics of the podcast, expands on them and brings them into a printed format, featuring words and imagery from mountain biking's most talented creators. You can get single copies of back issues or save yourself some money by treating yourself to an annual subscription over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash EP. All the links you need for all of this stuff are in the show notes for this episode over on downtimepodcast.com. You can also get in touch and give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook by heading to at downtimepodcast. All right, this episode is also supported by Santa Cruz and you can check out their entire range of bikes over at santacruzbicycles.com. Today I'm joined by all the Santa Cruz Syndicate race team mechanics, Lyle Hislop, Ben Wood, Lee Huskinson and Ethan Jones. We sat down during World Champs Week in Leger to learn a bit about each of them and how they got their jobs on the syndicate. Hear about how they get to know their riders, how team camp went, who's got the fussiest rider, pre-race warm-up routines and plenty more. So without further ado, here's Lyle, Ben, Lee and Ethan. All right, we've got something a little bit different today. This is the most guests I've ever had on a podcast. I'm pretty excited to sit down with the syndicate mechanic crew and have a good old chat. Before we get stuck in, let's work our way around and just get everyone to introduce themselves. So tell us who you are, uh, who you're looking after, and uh, how your season's going so far. And we'll start with you, Lyle. Um, yeah, so Lyle Hislop. Um, I look after Greg's bike and some of his other needs <laughs> um and it's been a relatively pain-free season for him he always tends to start slow and build through the year which is kind of how it's gone um yeah hoping to have a strong finish next week and climb that overall a little bit nice ben cool yeah i'm ben wood or woody as everyone tends to call me now um i am professional childminder for jackson goldstone <laughs> and yeah he's had pretty pretty awesome second year as a junior um, just kind of been on a tear really all the way through so been really really good so far yeah very nice Lee? I'm Lee Huskinson I'm Laurie Greenland's mechanic um, 
Laurie's season's going pretty well. He's fourth in the overall, so that's not so bad, but he probably would be higher had he not had that dreaded COVID a few times. Yeah. There we are. Unlucky one, that. Yeah. Ethan? Uh, Yeah, Ethan Jones. uh, I look after Nina and Bike. Fucked it up already. (laughs) (laughs) The pressure got to me. The pressure's got to me. No, um, yeah. I look after Nina's bike. but our season's been going real well. We had a slow start at the start um, in race one and then um, just took off from there, really. And um, it's been growing ever since. It's had a bit, about, a bit of bad luck here and there. But other than that, yeah, we've been rolling. It's been real good to start working with her. Very good. And I did a bit of research, as I do for all these episodes, and uh, not a huge amount out there about you chaps, but the Santa Cruz Syndicate Instagram was very helpful. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure how much of it I trust, though, so I wanted to fact-check a few things. So, Ethan, you speak fluent Welsh? Yeah, I do, yeah. That's real? Yeah, I'm from North Wales. Yeah. I still haven't heard any yet. Do you think There we go, that'll do. That's, I speak Welsh. Yeah. Oh, here we go, here we go. Um, and you passed out at your school sports day. Mm. Tell us a bit about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. I did every event in the day and it was absolutely blazing heat. And then... I don't know, I got to like, I don't know, is it a 100 metre sprint or something they do at the end, the big the big end one, and I literally got to the end, and I was, that was it, keeled over after the line. But the old school nurse came over with a Capri Sun, no sound. <laughs> Capri Sun fixes everything when you're that That's old, right? One. Yeah, good stuff. And then, Ben, you were the second best under-12 tennis player in Warwickshire. Yeah, it's incredibly specific. (laughs) That's a very niche thing. Yeah, it was all right. I used to, um, yeah, tennis was my thing for a little while before I found bikes. Um... And then a, a dreaded ankle injury, unfortunately, stopped me from becoming world number one. No way. Or at least Warwickshire number well, one. Well, at least Warwickshire number one, yeah. Might have, might have pushed for that top spot one day. Yeah. Well, at least bikes provided some joy, so exactly. that's all good. Uh, and then Lee, it says, I need to ask you about an experience with a double-decker double decker bus, and it says, I won't be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> that story's yeah. off limits. Oh, really? Is it that bad? Well, I s- stole a stagecoach bus in my youth. Good effort. And uh, <laughs> drove it... <laughs> Drove it across town and had a little bit of a police chase and then I crashed it into a scout hut. <laughs> you couldn't write that? No, you couldn't. That's incredible. Didn't get arrested though. I managed How? to get away. By running or? Yeah, because the obviously a bus only opens on one side. So yeah. I got out one side of the bus and the police were the other side of the bus. But because it blocked the whole road, yeah. they couldn't get through. So they were trying to crawl underneath it. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I had plenty of time to run away. Yeah, well, there you are, Brighton Police Force, if you're listening to this. <laughs> his address is. <laughs> that is, I, I'm not disappointed. There you are. So, the common link between all you guys is Morzine, is that right? Before the syndicate? Yeah. yeah. How, yeah, what were you all doing there? Like, we've kind of told your story on the podcast before. Very popular episode, by the way. Thank, Thank you, you for that. Um, yeah, how did the rest of you end up in Morzine? Maybe, Ben, you can take us off. Yeah, I mean, I initially went out there for a winter holiday. Um, years back learnt snowboard in a snow dome and some mates had bo- already booked a chalet for Morzine so went out on a winter holiday and then was working in a bike shop by this point and riding bikes so it was instantly like oh, I already want to come back for the summer so did a summer holiday the following summer and then just realised I wanted more than a week out there looked up for season air jobs started working in a chalet for my first year um, and then just kind of stayed out there really went straight into a first winter season and then got more secure with work and, and more secure with housing and kind of got like my own place year round. And then in the midst of everything with Brexit, managed to sneak in just before the like Brexit kind of um, happened. 
and then secured residency and it just carried on from there we like was was there through covid um which was kind of yeah the end of my first proper winter season covid hit and just just winged it and stayed there and decided not to run home and that's where i've stayed since really very nice what about you lee i came over like 12 years ago i think it was and uh yeah a friend of mine opened a bike shop called Trico, which is opposite the famous bar robos yeah and I kind of never looked back, really. There was no need, no mountains down south in Brighton. So coming over here, riding bikes every day, working on bikes was kind of a bit of a dream. So. Yeah, Brighton's home, yeah. Well, Brighton's home, home, yeah. Yeah, yeah so pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty flat around there. Yeah. A lot of BMX, a lot of good trails and stuff to ride, but nothing steep and nothing long. So, yeah, living over here, it's great. Definitely, yeah, you got some great stuff here. What about you, Ethan? Uh, yeah, I came here five years ago. I got a bit bored of the nine to five, and I wasn't riding my bike enough. So, what was the nine to five? The nine to five was a fleet manager for a hire company. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And um, it was bas- it was national, so it's all around the UK. So I was driving around everywhere, and I was basically I'd never had time to ride my bike or do anything fun. And then one of my mates was doing a winter season, which looked mean. So I kind of got onto him, and he was like, "Just go and do one." And somehow I knew about Morzine for the summer, so I was like, "Great, I could go there in the winter." check it out and then I moved into this real good spot called the Nont in Morzine and then got real good friends with the guys that owned that and then started looking after that and bike rentals and stuff out of there and like the other boys never looked back really just got my feet under the carpet and that was it I was stuck here nice and did you all know each other then before what before, before syndicate like, uh, yeah 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 because it's a fair, it's still a fairly small town small scene right I guess most people know each other yeah for sure yeah. I mean like I remember meeting Husky on the plenty for the first time and I was about to go down one like the, the steep single tracks but he was on like a old school Orange 5 and he was like, yeah, I'll follow you. And I was like, if, if, if you want, mate. And dropped in, got to the bottom, turned around, he was just there and I was just like, fuck me. And okay. And he ain't never been that far away since. <laughs> um, Ethan said he worked at the Nant, which is like the chalet I worked in when I first moved there. Different owners, but like, yeah, it's like a very similar little path we've all been on and... Yeah, it's like you say, it's small, so there's a lot of overlap. Yeah, nice. And you were with the syndicate, obviously, with Greg for a little while. When did the conversation start around, like, what 2022 was going to look like and how involved were you in that? Um, I wasn't super involved at the start, but I got more involved sort of as it sort of developed. Um, Obviously, there's been a lot of changes coming into this year, sort of beyond the the new uh, rider lineup. Um, Husky was a big part of Laurie coming. It was no Husky, no Laurie. So okay. um, we weren't so sure about him, but he was adamant. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, after that, it was kind of looking more of a logistic standpoint um, of just how to make this big circus run a lot, little bit smoother. And yeah, yeah. How important is it then to to kind of for you anyway to try and match the rider to the mechanic or the mechanic to the rider? Um, I think it's super important. Um, like. I knew Ethan was after a new job because we were chatting about that on a chairlift in uh, in Morjan end of season, um, and I knew he'd had experience working with like Tracy, for example, um, and figured that with a bit more experience under his belt, it probably better suited to Nina, who's already done a bit. Um, Jackson's obviously second year junior, but first year in a big team, so kind of felt that Woody would be a bet fit in that respect because they're uh-huh. both sort of coming in fresh and they'd sort of grow together was the idea yeah what what does a Santa Cruz syndicate job interview look like a Mor- Morjan's chairlift 
and a text from Steve. <laughs> Do you want a job, pal? Yeah, sound. <laughs> Is that how it works? Steve's the man that gets back in touch and says, come on board. Lyle relays it and then Steve sends a couple of texts. Makes it official. More or less, yeah. yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, I remember when, when Woody's came through, Steve was actually in the hospital a bit worse for worse. I, I ended up doing most of yours, didn't I? Yeah, you ended up calling me um, and just kind of laying it all out. Yeah, because I'd had chatting to you boys initially after putting the feelers out saying I wanted to be on a team. And then I'd been given Steve's email address and spent hours craft like going over my CV and cover note and obviously just redoing it and redoing it and being like, God, I'm sending an email to Steve Peter. <laughs> and then um, had an anxious five days with nothing. And I think I got a two line email back just saying, hey, pal, thanks for email. Um, how much money do you want? Pretty much. <laughs> That's <laughs> so pretty that good. Like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. And at that point, did you know the rider lineup? Uh, no. Okay. I heard murmurs, but yeah. didn't know. Must have been pretty exciting. Like, it's a hell of a team this year. It's pretty pretty mad, really. Yeah. Yeah. So the first time you got together, like everyone, was that? Was it loser? Did you go to for like a yeah. training camp? Talk us through it, like what what goes on at a team camp like that? Because it's obviously there's a lot of the you know the riders getting used to the bikes, the ones that are new on the team, set up all that kind of stuff. But there's more to it, right? You're trying to gel as a team. Yeah, for sure. Like we sort of we tried to structure it in a way I mean obviously Greg's been on the same material for a long time Nina had been on the bike for a little bit um, and the suspension so she was mainly just sort of I guess brakes and um, were the, probably the biggest thing she had to get used to um, Jackson had got on the bike sort of real early in that year just to sort of get first impressions um, as had Laurie so it's fairly new but they'd had a few weeks on it um, and again Laurie's been on Shimano and Fox forever as was Jackson so it wasn't a crazy amount of new stuff to get used to um, in terms of bike setup, but we had a few new links to try and some new stuff from Fox to play with. Yeah. Um, so we sort of structured the week into sort of two halves. We did a few days in Lusa um, and then in Taruka as well. Yeah. And then just made sure we had enough time to sort of all eat together, hang out. Um, we did a bit of paintball, went surfing, <laughs> um, just tried to spend a bunch of time with each other, really. Yeah. And when did you realise that it was going to be a good fit? I remember speaking to Seb after he'd got back from that and he was super excited, like how well everyone was gelling and how good the vibe was in the team. Because it's, it's hard to get that from the get go with pretty fresh setup yeah. right i mean i was i was pretty stoked straight away from that portugal trip to be honest like it was not that things were bad before but there was a visible difference in sort of atmosphere and like just general morale basically yeah we can't lie it was definitely paintballing yeah <laughs> paintballing really gelled us all together Portuguese paintballing you've ever seen. How, how was the paintballing because my experience of riders is that they're quite competitive so i'm guessing they're fairly into it but what about you guys Greg was adamant he was going to do it without any armour on, wasn't he? Yeah, like, and did, bless him. The rest of us had the full suit and, yeah. like, the actual stuff they were giving us. And Paul he was Greg angry got lit up. And he, and he got battered, yeah. <laughs> he's kind of created a target on his back there, only by yeah, saying he's yeah, going to go yeah. that route. It's typical Greg, really. It's like, he, he was the only one that had a dodgy gun. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <Right time>. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And how's the surfing? Because how many of you actually surf, like, Pretty much none of us, really. Excellent. Yeah. Greg, Greg and Laurie. Greg, Greg and Laurie, Kelly yeah. yeah. Slater over here to my left, Husky. Yeah. In there all day, he was. I tried. Uh, never seen a man more determined. <laughs> <laughs> How did like, it end I up? am not leaving until I stand up. It's the longest right-hander in Europe, they say. I think I served it all the way. <laughs> there you go. Easy. Amazing. Yeah, it did look, even the coverage that kind of came out, the syndicate team videos and stuff, looked like you guys 
had a very good time. Um, how do you approach getting to know the riders then? Like, how have you, have you each kind of just done that differently, spent time together? How, Ethan, maybe talk us through like how you've approached getting to know Nina and understand like what she needs because everyone's every rider's different, right? Yeah, um, it was quite funny actually because I think it wasn't until like a week before Nina didn't even know who a mechanic was. And then I think she organised a call with me through Lyle. And we had a little chat over an evening. And then um, first time I met her was in the airport in um, Lisbon. So from there, just built up a relationship over team camp and just, you know, found out what we both like and what don't want to like, what you want to achieve for the season and stuff like that. And then throughout the year, it's just grown more and more. So, yeah, it's nice. good. And Lee, I, I guess you must have known Laurie before, right? Yes. If Laurie's requesting you. Yeah, for, for a long time, I suppose, like him him and his dad. You'd see him at the races and Laurie would be that tiny kid on a Kona stinky 24-inch at the time, going flat out. And yeah, like, yeah, I'd see him every weekend at, at races growing up. And then we got back in contact through, like, one of his trainers, like Ollie Morris. Yeah, yeah. Um, does a lot with him, a lot with him at Mondraker. And uh, yeah, it just came about through him to, to use me because it was... We yeah, like had a bit of a background, bit of history together, and then he thought having someone that lived in the Alps would be good for him. If he came over here, we can do like testing on proper tracks rather than like minute thirty tracks, um, and seemed like a good fit. I'm pretty anal about bike setup and how I think it should be, so uh-huh. I feel like I've got a reasonable amount of knowledge that should help him. So yeah, I hear that you guys are all fairly handy on a bike. Do you think that's an important part of it? Do you think that helps, like, being able to ride at a speed that's at least kind of close to what these top riders are doing? I think it gives us a better understanding of what they want. Whereas, yeah, I mean, if you don't ride bikes and somebody's trying to tell you what they want and you haven't really got a a perspective, it might not come out as as good of a result, but uh-huh. I don't think it's that important. No, no it's just a, it just gives you a bit of, bit of an advantage, maybe. Yeah. What about on track walk? Like, do you all go up on track walk mm. with the riders? Do you think that helps because you've got like at least your the speed perception in your head is at least somewhat relevant? Like, I look at a track and think where I'm going to go, and then they talk about it, and they're like, "Well, I'm not even mm. touching the ground between those two points, Chris. <laughs> what are you talking about?" Well, yeah, that's been really interesting as well to have gone on track walks with with these guys who are at the pointy end and see how they interpret kind of how everything goes and then I mean, it's super important for knowing through the week you know they'll come down off a practice run and be like oh in this section of track or where that rock and there's that tree and there's the drop to the left I'm yeah. feeling a bit like not the track the suspension's doing this that the other um, but yeah it's been super interesting to see how they perceive everything yeah for sure yeah and nice that you guys at least the language you speak on riding is like similar I guess maybe not quite the same mm. pace but not far off. Do you ride together much, like with the athletes? Yeah, have done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, not, so this, that, not, not so much not this, so much this year. <laughs> Day one, right off. Yeah, minor setback this year. Oh yeah, you had an injury uh, fairly early in the season, right? Yeah, I broke my wrist on opening day of plenty, like a novice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Husky's real fast until he isn't. <laughs> until he's stopped. <laughs> what? So, but you carried on working, right? Yeah, we work, carried on working. Uh, Gareth Bruin helped out a lot. So, Kazzy drives the truck for the syndicate and he kind of stepped in. He's done a lot of mechanicing in the past and had a lot of, lot of racing as well. So, he's a good man to have around and he filled the gap and he was my right hand man, pretty much. He literally. For my lack of right hand. <laughs> yeah. So, between the two of you, you managed to yeah, between become the two a of whole us, human we, uh, and get it done. 
We yeah. got it together in, uh, where was it? Leah Gang. You got very close yeah. over that Leah Gang week, didn't you? You were inseparable. Yeah, that's it. Never been far from a side since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, yeah, how do you like approach then? Because you want to go for a ride after we've done this chat now. Like, Do you feel conscious of not getting injured? Maybe you do more so now, I don't know. But like, how do you approach that? Because it's really. easy done. Mm. I just I think if you overthink it too much, yeah. you'll probably get injured. Yeah, yeah. So you might as well just crack on like you would any day. Yeah. Like, so I'm not going to ride. How you ride. ride. It's the same argument for anything really. I suppose like if you start thinking about it too much, then you wouldn't do half the stuff you do in life. And and bikes is the main thing I want to do. So I'm not going to not do it. Yeah, just riding. I mean, I, I ride within my limits nine times out of ten anyway. So it's uh-huh. like nothing that I wouldn't go out and do something that I didn't think I could achieve or I was unsure about. Because like you say, the minute that doubts in there then you might as well not bother yeah. depends if we're following each other <laughs> does, it get, it gets a bit does it get a bit competitive <laughs> not competitive just you know you want excited. To keep... excited yeah excited who's yeah. fastest Ooh. Husky. Oh, husky until he isn't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not currently there isn't a mechanic world champs there used to be an industry world champs right I'm sure I think there right. was a mechanics world once upon a time yeah you yeah. should get the uh, the athletes to look after and set up your bikes for you, and then you guys race. I'm less sure about that, but mm. who who yeah, that would do. be the most nervous about riding a bike that their rider had put together? Woody, surely. Nah, Jackson's done a bit on his own. To be honest, now. I I'm watched looking... Jackie do his own brakes the other day, and I was, I was pretty he's, impressed. He's pretty <laughs> switched on with it, yeah. There's a, there's yeah, a maybe me then. I did once watch Greg put the chain around the outside of his rear end. <laughs> that doesn't inspire great amounts of confidence, but. Yeah, Laurie would get it all together. Everything would be really tight. Yeah, uh, really tight. <laughs> really, really tight. <laughs> yeah, and worn out probably. So, but it would, it would work somehow. Cool. So they're all pretty reasonable <laughs> with it. <laughs> who's the, who's the fussiest rider? Who's got the fussiest rider? Yeah, definitely not me. No, definitely not you. No. Um, probably out of you two, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Greg or Greg or Laurie, I suppose, but. I don't feel they're overly fussy. They're just particular about their setups. Yeah. It's not like... What certain things... Like, are there certain things that Laurie is very specific about? Mainly where his brake levers are and his grips being glued on in the right place. Okay. Front end grip. Yeah. And making making sure he can get front wheel grip, yeah. (laughs) The elusive chest. (laughs) The elusive front wheel grip. I think it would come back if we put 26 out front. Yeah, the rest of the field will be in trouble if he ever finds it, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and what about you with Greg? What's is it brake uh, positioning? Brakes, yeah. yeah. Like he like just the way that the the brake works as well. Like he's a I think I said it on when I was chatting to you last, but like he drags like almost mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. Um so he never comes in and kind of hammers on the anchors. Um you'll tend to brake earlier and for much longer. Um so he kinda of needs that bite point exactly where he wants it and for the like a big chunk of the power to be earlier in the Liverpool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we get through a lot of discs and rotors. Yeah, I remember you saying. What about Nina? Is she particularly fussy on stuff? Or mm, depends. Nah, nah, she's not. To be honest, she kind of knows what she wants, and yeah, she. Nah, she's not fussy. Okay. No. Cool. And what about like Lee? You mentioned earlier you've got quite strong opinions on how a bike should be set up. Like, do you? Are there instances where any of you have like convinced a rider to go in a different direction to the way they thought they wanted to go? Like, how open are those conversations? Because ultimately, it's the athlete that needs to feel good. Yeah, right, but... like, 
we're pretty good at working together as a team and, and we listen to each other and bounce ideas back and forth but I, a lot of the time the final decision almost goes in his way if you like but there has been times where what I've said has, has worked and he's he's gone with that um, yeah whether it's tyre choice or or a few clicks here on a suspension or whatever yeah. PSI on your tyres that kind of thing or what tension you run your wheels at then yeah he's pretty open to listening but through testing he will test absolutely every option possible so okay. he's pretty dialed in when it comes to season that he's tried everything and then it doesn't mean he's not going to try it all again <laughs> <laughs> yeah the puzzle but, never ends right yeah, which Lyle yeah. knows well I'm yeah. sure Big yeah he likes to go back through it but yeah okay and what about the, the most laid back rider on the team who's, who's that badge oh, going Jackie. to yeah. Stone Cold Jackie Goldstone yeah yeah, he's pretty mellow, really. I mean, he's he's got things on the bike that he wants to be correct, like how he wants it. Like he has the bars quite rolled forward. You know, brakes need to be consistent and right place. You know, similar lever throw, all that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I reckon he could, as long as he's got air in his tyres and a fizzy drink, a bike, yeah, <laughs> couple of sour patch kids, he could probably uh, probably get down on most things. I think seems to have a lot of energy that lad. Yeah, he's, he naps a lot actually. Yeah, he balances it out with sugar packets and naps. <laughs> Up as and down like and troughs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, through the day. But Interesting. Keeps it uh, keeps it going all right. And like, does he show nerves much, or is he pretty he's good pretty going into race like runs? I have seen him nervous. Like a couple of points at the top before race runs, he's been yeah pro- properly nervous for yeah. sure. But then he's he's always it's that really impressive thing to watch where you see somebody go from from being genuinely you know a bit unsettled and nervous to then 60 seconds before they're dropping in they just turn it and they go into that zone and then they channel whatever that fear and nerves and whatever it is and then lay it down and, and put down a storm of a run and don't let it get into their into their sort of reception yeah. I suppose so. do you change anything in what you do with him when you sense that nerves is there like what's your kind of yeah, role know, in I mean, that like, like we have we have good like sort of chemistry or banter back and forth as a rule so like we tend to be joking around a lot especially when we're at the top and we yeah, just setting up or he's warming up or whatever he's doing. Um, but then as a rule, I just I just try and keep myself as composed and like relaxed but on it at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like laid back but making sure everything's dialed, everything's unlocked. Like if he needs this, it's there. If he needs that, it's there. But without, you know, you don't want to be the mechanic who's there like rushing around in a bit of a tears and having a panic because it's just going to like rub off onto your rider. Yeah. In my opinion, it seems that way anyway. So yeah, I just try and keep myself as, as on it as possible and as kind of, um, yeah, but with like a relaxed atmosphere and nice yeah, bit of chat back and forth, but yeah. trying to judge what to say at the right moments. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it all has a good effect. Yeah. Cool. And I saw you playing, uh, like slaps with uh, Nina at the top of Andorra, Ethan. Is that something that helps her kind of, is that just to kind of get the fire going or is it just something to take her mind off it? Yeah. Um, we ha- we have a bit of a circus act at the top. To be fair, <laughs> it could be juggling, it could be slaps, it could be a fight. Um, nah, she she's got her routine. She does a whole warm up and a whole you know stretching, whatever. And then within ten minutes before getting to the gate, I think it's just a bit of getting the focus and tuning in a bit, really. Um, and I think it just gets her mind off, you know, sitting around and waiting for the beeps. So it's good. We have a game of slaps. We'll chuck some rocks, she'll catch some rocks, she'll do some juggling, she'll do some one-legged juggling, all sorts. Um, but yeah, it just keep we just keep it fun and we just keep try and keep it light and she just tunes in that way really, just gets her mind focused and then two minutes ready to go, she's dead focused yeah. then. 
Nice. Yeah, there is a lot of random stuff going on at the top of a World Cup these days. Like you look yeah. around and there's all kinds of different routines and some pretty weird stuff going on. It's like I remember Andorra, you'd got guys doing juggling and the ones doing where you like face the wrong way and turn and catch the tennis ball. And then there were some privateers who were laying on their backs with their downhill bikes, pedaling in the air because they didn't have turbo trainers, <laughs> which looked pretty cool. Just shows the difference, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. What about Laurie? Anything special in that warm-up? Like, do you have a particular Just process? Just a half-hour snooze. Yeah? No, no, no. <laughs> um, he sticks to a, to a programme. So, yeah, we do the same thing yeah. week in, week out, just to avoid any doubts, basically. Yeah, so he knows exactly so, yeah. where he's at. Yeah, just try and keep to a schedule and... Yeah. It works pretty well. And is it quite serious? Is it light-hearted? Like, how do you approach it's this? fairly intense, I'd say. Okay. Um, compared to a lot of... Yeah, he does a lot of groundwork, a lot, lot of mobility stuff. Um, we don't do so much the stretchy bands or playing around, throwing tennis balls at each other or anything like that. Yeah. But you just laugh at the people that are doing it. <laughs> to a degree. <laughs> Frown yeah. upon them from a distance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everyone does what they want to do don't they the end yeah. of the day, and if it works for him then yeah definitely it's whatever play. gets you in that right mindset I guess yeah, yeah that's everyone's it, different so he likes yeah. to have his tunes on that's one thing he's big on get his tunes on that gets him in a good state of mind and yeah just likes to be a bit of separated from the crowd as well he doesn't want to be amongst everyone at the top so okay. we try and find our own place yeah away from everyone so it's a bit more not always easy though focus huh? on it. no not always easy especially if it's raining like it did in Fort William then you you're fighting for the dry spots. Yeah, well, and Andorra as well. It was so hot at the top. There was yeah. very little covered space. Yeah, there's so. no covered space. So then it's difficult as well. And I think it's going to be the same vibe here for Leger. Yeah. It's quite hard to warm up here. There's not much space. Everyone's in the same place. Yeah. Tricky times, tricky times. So do you all stay together at the races with the athletes? Like, what's the setup as far as accommodation goes? Pretty much. Like, every round's different. Um, and... It just it depends what's available. Um, there's obviously a lot more of us these days, so one house isn't really a go, but we tend to have accommodation as close as possible. Uh -huh. um, like here, we've got basically two chalets. One's just one hairpin up, um, which is just for the riders, uh -huh. um, just to give them somewhere to hide away if they need it. Um, they can obviously, they're more than welcome to stay in the, the sort of staff housing as long as they want, but uh -huh. if they want to go and watch a film or have a stretch, meditate, juggle, whatever it is they want to do before yeah. bed, then they can just get away and be in, be in their own space. Nice. What um, What about away from the races? How much time do you spend with the riders and what sort of stuff do you get up to? Like, I think you've been over to the UK and done a national with Laurie. Is that uh, right? Well, oh, you went to a he, stag he done a national, I did a stag day. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't have worked on his bike in that condition. It probably... There'd definitely be something loose but i did go there for moral support he yeah. did win and it is his first elite national win so yeah 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 maybe i was a good omen that day <laughs> claim that one take it yeah claim that good one work, but thanks. um yeah i've stayed at lorries a, f a few times over the, the past two years mm -hmm. and uh yeah we've, we've done a bit of trail riding and that together we've ridden cut downhill laps in langollen been to daffy bike park together we yeah we try and ride a bit more obviously being injured didn't help myself this year yeah fair but yeah, we quite like riding riding together. Um, so, yeah, hopefully do plenty more of that. Yeah, but you, Ethan, you spent much time in Nina away from the races? No, we did German Nationals, actually, after, was it Andorra? Yeah. yeah. Did a week there, went riding, rode for a mine. That was an experience. Underground? Yeah, interesting, Ooh. mate. Yeah. Not, not for a man of my height. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we did some riding there. Germany's got a lot of flat turns. 
yeah hard to ride okay and then a bit of wakeboarding and we've cut some laps here in Morgens as well nice been for a day there been a couple of days on plenty um yeah if we get an opportunity to ride we will do yeah but, um after you've been at races for weeks on end you're pretty keen to just go back to your own spot and do yeah. your own thing really but when you are together is that more just like a social thing or are you like testing and fiddling with stuff depends what time of the year it is really and okay. what we've got on or a new product comes or but yeah really we're just riding yeah yeah well, it always starts just that yeah and then it's like and you're like yeah and he's like oh where's where's your toolbox <laughs> <laughs> can we try this yeah i'm guessing greg keeps you fairly busy yeah mate, he likes to he likes things to be right yeah yeah, he manages to ride by himself a lot and without me, but whenever he's here, it's like it's an impossible affair. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you, Ben, with uh, with Jackson? Yeah, I guess like this year's been it's a different setup, but really with him being in Canada, if he's home, so it's not it's so easy for you know to sort of drive a couple of hours around Europe and and catch up with him really. But then he spent the bulk of the season staying in Europe. Um, so like when he was in Morzine, saw him a lot. Um, like in between. It's Fort William National and then the World Cup as well. Like um, a few of us had gone to Dovey Bike Park, so we were all there. And that was a bit more of like a a general like week, not like quite a week off, but um, yeah, certainly had a lot less to do. It was a bit more social. Um, but then yeah, once once he boosts back to Canada, you've got the time difference. Um, makes it a bit tricky, obviously. Yeah, but with that leap for him going up into elite next year, do you think you'll will it be a big off season for you, or do you think he's pretty relaxed about that? No, I think it'll be. I think it'll be good. We should have a lot of testing lined up from um, from the sound of things. I think that's all get to be finalised really once the season's done and dusted. Um, but um, no, I think the, the team are pretty keen to keep everyone together. You don't really want to have a big you know, seven eight month gap of people not seeing each other really. Yes, yeah, so I mean, and we chat a lot anyway. It's just the time difference does make it tricky to have like yeah. a, an uphold uh, a standard sort of back and forth conversation. Yeah, massive off season, right? We're not racing again till June after Val de Sol next weekend, which seems insane. Yeah, like from the schedule, yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Is that good in a way that it gives you some time away and some rest and plenty of time to test or are you kind of chomping at the bit to get away and get racing? We'll we'll be racing before then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there'll be some some event that we need to get to. to yeah. Yeah. To, uh, yeah, get prepped to for the seasons I feel like it won't really yeah, take you, that much of a break really that's it. everybody's like oh you excited for your for your break I'm like there's no break in there <laughs> there's a break in World Cups but there ain't no break no real break <laughs> nah, yeah. Christmas that's your only break <laughs> <laughs> from a World Cup perspective it seems better eh, from rather than having like the huge gap that we had this year because that was pretty strange going from Lord and then having a, a wait and wait and wait and wait and then Fort William kind of felt like the first one of the year yeah almost. it's almost like the start of the season again yeah exactly yeah and Lords was a bit of a weird one, right? With all the issues of getting up to the top of the hill and didn't really sit that well with a few people, I think. No, that was a shit show. Yeah, it's frustrating, isn't it? Yeah. For sure. There's plenty of people saying to me it would be my first, working my first World Cup and it was just an endless sort of people saying it's not always like this. <laughs> yeah. This isn't normal. You don't normally spend three <laughs> hours spent, queuing to get well, up the hill. I spent more time in the lift queue than I did in the pits that week, so. Well, that has happened a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> no, not necessarily in the lift queue, but not in the pits. Oh, what a fan though, he just tops up his tan. Yeah, as long as the weather's good, you can hear me complain. There you go, it's going well. Looking looking good, mate, looking good. Thanks, man. And you, you, as, a, as a team, you've had some incredible results already this season and we're still a world champs and one more round to go. How does it feel when, you, when you're getting those results? That must be really helping keep the vibe high within the team and the energy up. Yeah, 
like we've been on a flyer to be fair considering we've all come together even just the staff that you don't you know you don't get to see that much we're all come together and we've been team of the week twice. almost twice I think is it? yeah only two I thought it was more than that oh well you know obviously the better time of the way William um, Andorra and, and MSA oh yeah sorry three then take it back yeah. Ah, so yeah we're not doing too bad yeah you've had an awesome season for sure to be honest I felt like we've been there more but we've obviously been pretty late afterwards <laughs> <laughs> and Ben you and Jackson have uh, already got the overall wrapped up that, yeah, must, that must be pretty good feeling in your first season it's pretty phenomenal um, yeah no you kind of is there's a lot of pinch yourself moments especially again for me with it being the first year I've worked World Cups mm-hmm so it was like kind of big leap anyway and a lot of learning by doing and like all these boys have helped out no end with you know advice and kind of just just helping here there and everywhere really with with what to do because as much as you know you are the team are supporting each other you're also working quite independently which mm-hmm. is probably one of the biggest things that caught me not say off guard but surprised me I suppose yeah like you are there's a lot of like the personal preference as to how you're going to do something you know and managing your own time schedules and being really on it with with your, your personal management of it all and then obviously yeah rider and, um, and mechanic relationships really important and then um, yeah just just kind of a few pinch yourself moments as I say just um, wouldn't have believed it if you'd told me I was doing this kind of 12 months ago it's really. pretty so awesome yeah. And I, was, mental, yeah I was going to ask because your schedule is pretty different well I guess you with Nina and with Jackson like you're on a slightly different schedule to these guys mm. does that how does that fit together is it kind of do you feel like on like you're on a totally different program or do you still manage to kind of feel part of the whole thing because it's, yeah, it's, it's there's, quite, there's still a lot of crossover yeah. especially towards the end of the week because then everyone's getting in more and more involved but yeah, I mean, me and Ethan are the, the ones up early doors um rolling down getting sort of things set up and, and starting our day and then it's quite funny on race day because I'm, I'm basically coming down after race runs just as the elite boys are getting to the pit yeah um, so yeah, it's definitely a bit of a split but uh, so you're only on the half by. days for you Woody eh? yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> done and dusted early guys take the win <laughs> <Somehow, laughs> still there at the end of the day yeah. what a lie <laughs> captain slow start <laughs> early <laughs> finish late on the beers by half ten not even no no <laughs> still <laughs> looking at the bike yeah. <laughs> have a good day. 10 30 p.m. He's, he's just done amazing so does does much information get shared between the riders then because obviously like Laurie and Greg are direct competition for each other, but you've also got people on track in the women's and the junior men's, which can provide useful information. Jackson's track speed is certainly up there with, you know, the top guys. How does that work between the the teams? Like, is it more the mechanics sharing stuff? Are the, are the, are the riders sharing things? How do you it's handle main, that? It's mainly between the riders, really. Um, there's basically, we've got... Um, well, a couple of rounds and from this week forward, we've got Steve and um, Gazzy B up on track, sort of checking out sections that the riders have asked to sort of, oh, I'm not sure about if it's inside or outside or whatever it is, or is that turn still there? Yeah. Um, so there's like a lot of footage coming through into a, into a group that all the riders are in. But like it's term, in terms of like discussion between the team, it's mainly just the riders really. Okay. They're all pretty open with it. Yeah, I got the impression, like, certainly Greg and Laurie were kind of sharing lines and stuff and yeah. finding well, time together. split with sort of A and B practice, like Nina and Jackson have a lot of back and forth, you know, and if, if say, if Nina's a bit sketchy about 
into a certain section Jackson will tend to tow her in or they have, they have a lot of um, yeah a lot of chat watching each other's GoPros and um, yeah yeah, yeah. And, I mean like, tricks. I had um, a little t- brief test session on the plenty with Greg mid-season and I just wanted to ask how he was finding the new team because obviously it's a big change to yeah to his sort of what he's used to and he said that he was loving it and that like as well as the like the atmosphere and the team being great, he's really enjoyed having sort of Jackson, Nina, and L'Oreal on the team, and he's sort of is taken it. It was like it's we are a team, so we might as well work together to get the fastest line if one's way faster. But it's like it's still my plan to ride it way faster than all of them. So <laughs> it's like we sh- we should work together in that front. But yeah, come Sunday, he's like I'm going to try and beat him on. On yeah. that line, and it keeps people pushing him, right? Yeah. It's nice to have people on the team that can challenge him and yeah. make it, make him step his game up as well. Yeah, for sure, it's pretty cool. Yeah, let's talk a bit about world champs because we're in Leger for the world champs week. Um, we've come to expect pretty incredible things from Santa Cruz and Fox for the setups for for the syndicate riders all year. You've kind of been throwing some pretty nice kits and bikes out there. Does that step up a level for worlds, and how much kind of headache does that? create or extra work does it create for you guys normally it's like everything at the minute availability is the biggest headache right Um, still yeah this year we've well not we we we, we're all pretty bummed about it truth be told but we well bar husky in a festive events we don't have world bikes this year um (laughs) which we were pretty bummed about um but yeah santa cruz decided not to do it um See, it's not been much of a headache at all, really. Okay, so just different um, kit for the guys and yeah. girls, yeah. Just one custom bike each, isn't it? One custom bike each per rider yeah, for the year. Yeah, kind of done it through the so, season, right? Yeah, through each the season, each one's yeah. had a feature race, yeah, where they're going to something that meant something to them or yeah. some significance. And, yeah, now we're all on on their custom one-off bikes. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Laurie's, Laurie's does stand out as a very good effort on the Lightning McQueen this week. Yeah, it's real good and it plays homage to his mum, so it's cool. Yeah, super nice. Yeah, I didn't realise until this week that that's where the McQueen piece comes from. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So he is the real deal, the Lightning McQueen. Mm-hmm. Loving it. Yeah, good stuff. Have there been many stressful moments this season? Like on the surface, it all looks like everything's going real well, everyone's performing, but there must be some moments where... Uh, <laughs> there's, uh, there's, there's, there's one that probably tops them all, isn't there, Woody? <laughs> oh, yeah, <there's laughs> It's dropped him in. Some roller coasters, but it all gets out with in the end, so it all went well. Go on, Woodstock. It's a good story, brother. Share it with us. Wow. So, <laughs> Monster Anne, Jackson's special custom bike. It's all building up to, yeah, custom bike, custom kit, new custom lid, etc., etc. Um Pre-build the frame, because I had to basically take a normal frame and then is Monster Anne special, because mm-hmm. we were doing Snowshoe Monster Anne straight after each other. Yeah. So I had to fly with one of each. Um, started building up is custom bike at the warehouse then boxed it sort of as a frame put together to finish off on which we feel is building it um like set up at Montsain. um yeah unknown to me they decided to send a mix of rear ends 27 half and 29 inch when jackson's only ever ran mullet set up uh-huh. um yeah unfortunately i wasn't wasn't informed about the 29 inch. <laughs> you, you weren't briefed there was no stickers on the box that's what i'm saying and then <laughs> built the bike thought god that's uh, something looks a bit weird there and then sort of looked a bit closer and then at the moment a realisation that there was a 27.5 inch rear wheel and a 29 inch rear end <laughs> um, which was pretty interesting how close to actually getting out on the track was it? Uh, this was uh, more than the track walk more than the track walk yeah okay. so built it the evening before 
and then uh, I was just looking at it in the morning just going that looks odd and then uh, yeah brought in Lyle with his uh, with his to have a little look because it's, it's pretty you know, to, to sound like I'm excusing myself but it's pretty visually tricky to tell the difference between the two apart from one little cue um, so then Lyle came in confirmed it was the wrong rear end um, I started writing my resignation to which he said no don't do that we'll try and we'll figure something out looked at getting one shipped out but couldn't do it in time etc etc um, so I ended up having a, a missed track walk and had a nice long day uh, with a rattle can and some sandpaper uh, and got the rear end off his previous bike and then uh, went full West Coast Customs on that um, which was another pinch myself moment actually was being in a car park in Canada spraying a rear end with Petey and we'd both got like a can of beer in hand and just spraying a rear end at like 6pm like what the hell is my life <laughs> this is pretty mad but, big um, afternoon of big crafts. afternoon that was yeah <laughs> that is um, impressive but then yeah I sprayed it up got a few cardboard stencils and some, some masking out a bit of gold fleck in there and then um, the local Santa Cruz rep, um, JP, helpfully knew a decal guy who got some decals for all the sponsor logos made up. Um, whacked them on there and from a couple of metres away, Stevie Wonder wouldn't tell the difference. Amazing. It was, uh, it was pretty good, really. I didn't so. spot it in any of the photos of the bike, so... Hey, I'm, I'm happy with that. I genuinely, I couldn't believe how many people were coming over and uh, and being like, Jesus, you've, you've done a good you know, job there. Yeah. I just think that you remember Jackson chatting to Finn and telling him the story. And um, Finn was like, oh, yeah, but that's the 29-inch rear end, isn't it? And he was like, no, no, that's the one we've spray-painted. And he was, yeah, he was fairly gobsmacked. But, Good effort. But, yeah, no, that, was, that was a roller coaster of a week. So then, obviously, having Win and wrap it all up and, and be in Canada, it started, couldn't have started much lower, really. And then uh, <laughs> it ended pretty well. But, um, but like, the, the main thing I was worried about there was how Jackson would react. And yeah. typical to his personality, he came in, saw the bike in with the 29 rear end looking gleaming. And then after the video, did the release, I had to explain to him the issue. And he just pissed himself. He thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Couldn't have cared less. It was, yeah. That's amazing. It was, uh, it was good. So, yeah. yeah. No, all, all ended well in the end. So. Good. And, and then we got back home and quickly switched that rear end up. Good work. Amazing. I never never spotted, but I'm definitely going back to look at the photos for sure. <laughs> yeah, scour through the photos and you'll, uh, you'll see. Yeah. Arts and craft he magic. did a good job. No one, if we didn't sell the story, no one would know. Yeah. It looked good. Impressive. Well, if the mechanic thing doesn't work out, you've got a career yeah, in uh, custom paint jobs, right? First thing you People ever spray painted, lined, wasn't it? First thing I'd ever painted, yeah. People were lining up. Laurie wanted me to do the front end as well. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, it was like, just carry it on. Just keep going. Nice. Where are the pinch points in a race week then? When When does it get stressful for you guys? Never, never. <laughs> <laughs> got it. You got it so under control. No. I guess if the weather changes, if you're on a tight time frame and they've just had a, a crash and bent something, or yeah, it's like bad weather is one. Like because again, like the the access to this is something else I I'm learning more and more of. Like as a punter, you presume that wherever they go is huge pits up, washes on tap, waters on tap, electrics on tap, and it really isn't the case. A lot of these resorts we come to, they're tiny little places, limited resources, limited washes you get a dirty race and it is a battle to find a jet wash half the time. Like Snowshoe was a great example of that. Uh-huh. Um, you're having to get pretty creative. And again, that's where like a lot of the independence and like independent thinking comes in, but then sharing it with the team so we can all benefit from it at the same time. Um, so yeah, that's, that can get just a lot of different problems week by week that you have to kind of figure out. And there's always a new one that seems to pop up. New challenge. And Andorra didn't make anyone's life easy, did it? Yeah, Andorra was a yeah, absolute shit show. That was a tragedy, wasn't it? 
<laughs> it was I don't know how it, how you guys managed it because your pit was literally like two miles away from where the race was taking place and then it's 38 degrees and you're stuck in a tiny easy up like yeah, didn't seem no, that we, week, did we had it all right yeah, yeah. We, once we got our it, little it was, national setup sorted out yeah it was just it was like going back in time and being at a national round yeah the end result of it was actually really enjoyable but the fact that that was a world cup event yeah, was absolutely ridiculous it wouldn't be enjoyable if it rained and it's no. No. certainly not what you want to see and in the future in terms of electric a, and the ice machine a world cup event really fresh yeah. ice. it's funny to laugh about it now but it's it's not a it's not a true representation for this supposed pinnacle of our sport yeah apparently. but it's on the calendar for next year yeah, yeah. Mm, well, it has to be because I think they've got worlds the year after. Ah, uh, okay. Especially when you pay so much money for a pit space that is literally just a billboard. Yeah. And then you're stood in a three by three yeah, at the yeah. bottom of a red right, hot so track. We, we didn't go to the truck all week, did we? We no. built the bikes at the truck and then we commuted directly to the to the mini pit all week. Then that yeah. was it. And it was bedlam trying to get out. Um, and yeah, it was it was just pretty nuts, really. Yeah. Start a petition, Andorra, refund us. <laughs> <laughs> but the track was pretty sick. So. Yeah, it was good. It provided good yeah. racing to watch, but yeah, the logistics, logistics yeah, were not thought hard. through. You yeah. need to put a car park in the bottom there. Yeah. yeah, interesting. What are your thoughts on like the future and this, the move to kind of Discovery Plus ESO? Like We've heard from the riders. There's obviously some concerns there. And we heard a bit from team managers. I spoke to Martin Whiteley about it the other week. And there were some, some fairly positive things as well coming out of that. Like, how does it feel from your perspective or is it not, not something that really kind of worries you guys? We'll be there either way. Yeah, time will tell, I think, is the, the biggest thing. Um, it's, it's easy to look for reasons to, to pull it apart and sort of say it's going to be one way before they've even had a chance to sort of prove anybody wrong. I think there's a lot of opportunity there to do some really good for the sport as well. Yeah, um, yeah I just... Yeah, like I say, time will tell. I don't really have any feelings about it either way. I think, like I say, I think UCI and event organisers, um, they're a governing body. So if you give an event to be organised by an event organiser, in theory, it should get better. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Which would make your life easier, right? Getting in and out of venues yeah. and having decent yeah. pit space. and For sure. And like even looking at the calendar next year, like I know it runs late and it starts late, but it, it's made a lot more sense than previous calendars. Like there's no more Fort William to Lee again. For example, like yeah. whoever slotted that in there was well, not the one doing the drive. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, it's a long trek. That isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. There's a bit less to and froing around Europe, and yeah. it's, but it no, feels I mean, a bit I more think, streamlined. I think on the whole, for me, it's it's exciting. Like, there's a lot of chat about more rounds, potentially new venues, which is going to be cool. Yeah, um, a few venues that might not raise their heads again, which I don't think people will be that sad about. Um, but yeah, I think more just excitement, and like I say, we'll we'll find out how the how they execute it yeah where would you like to see a round if you could pick Japan yeah mm. because you want to go travelling there or it, like dirt looks phenomenal yeah I think yeah. it'd be cool wouldn't it it'd make for a good event good dirt got some good mountains yeah it's been done in the past yeah. Arai Mountain was uh, pretty been, cool back in the day it's been there before but yeah I think it would fit in quite well yeah. right on the calendar we raced the World Cup why are we not going around the world yeah like it, yeah it makes sense as money in Europe and America and whatever but you know at some point we are actually going to have to start making the effort and get into these other places because the guys from Australia and New Zealand and stuff they make the effort so you know let's return the favour and actually have a World Cup 
Yeah, definitely. Would be good. Yeah, Barilocci, that'd be cool. Barilocci would be incredible. Yeah, that'd be a time, eh? Do you think it would... Can it fit? Do you know how... What no layers logistically like, I, if it's on the cards, but it looks like it'd be phenomenal. <laughs> all, all I've seen is that gamble section yeah. of Blanky, well, right? And it, it yeah. looks... That's not reason enough to go, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had Masters Worlds there, but... Good steak as well, apparently. Yeah. Well, mate, amazing steak. Sign me up. I've never actually been, but I've eaten in an Argentinian restaurant in Madrid and it was insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's as good as going, right? You know, yeah. you know how it works. Cool, man. Well, we're, we're going to start wrapping up and um, get you guys out on the trails for a little evening blast after a busy day on the hill. Um, I'm just going to pick one of the final four questions that we ask people um, and ask you guys. So, Lyle, you've already had this one, so you, you, can, uh, you can relax. Um, <laughs> ben, we'll start with you. If our listeners had £150, which I think is somewhere around €180, to improve their performance on a bike, what would you recommend they go spend it on? Watch a load of free YouTube videos and get some new tyres. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. What would the YouTube videos be about? Uh, Probably go, what is it? There's flatmates are always watching the Cathro how-to videos, pink bike videos. They are very good. Yeah, he's he's done a good job on that. Uh, But no, I mean, from, from like a setup point of view, with that amount of money, I think like it's the one bigger thing, especially... Yeah, so in, in resort as a season air with limited cash you run your tyres until the racing slicks yeah and then you finally stump up a new rubber day or you get gifted somewhere you find some in a skip that just aren't quite as worn out and you put them on and suddenly your bike feels brand new fresh shoes always uh, always helpful yeah what's your go to uh, obviously the uh, lovely sponsor correct Maxis as a guy front and uh, DHRT rear there we go casing uh, DH always yeah I yeah, don't need anything anything less than that just fair enough alright right, Lee tyres is off the list yeah that's alright that wouldn't <laughs> help many people <laughs> <laughs> what would you do what were we saying 150 bucks yeah 150 pounds 150 bucks might as well just spend it all on cleaning products and at least you'd look good <laughs> <laughs> so yeah get yourself a box yeah. of WD-40 or PEs yeah. you couldn't quite get yeah. a new Fox kit for a that. clean I bike is a fast bike <laughs> yeah a clean bike's a fast bike I mean going faster if it's a rickety old hardtail with no brakes so just crack on <laughs> alright nice look good if you clean the dirt off they start falling apart don't they you start to see the cracks yeah, then. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's holding the mech together. Yeah. yeah that, that grime, it might, uh, might be down a couple quid. of liquid for a mech. Won't get you much coaching. You're not going to buy a match for your bike these days. No, you wouldn't get much. All right. I'd polish it up. Clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> get the paint stripped What about you, Ethan? Um, yeah, like Husky says, um, this sport's getting ridiculous and you can't spend, you wouldn't get much for 150 quid, but I reckon you could go on Bergtech website bling out your bike with some fancy colours get some, get nice some shiny bits on there and um, yeah just make, you, make your bike look tricky it'll make you go fast feel good about things yeah I'm not sure what you get for 150 quid these days not heaps no no cool alright well we'll let you guys get out thanks so much for taking the time out I know it's a hectic schedule for you guys when you're in a race week so thanks for coming to sit down really enjoyed it if people want to follow the syndicate where should they be looking at SC syndicate on Instagram We've done so well until this point, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah. I think it is, isn't it? I think it is at yeah. SC Syndicate, yeah. Then pretty at sure. Lyle Hislop. At Husky. <laughs> Husky23. Yeah. There you go, perfect. You won't get much response on that one. <laughs> yeah. you, do, you do some good meal reviews, though. They've, they've slowed down a bit recently. You used to do a few good meal reviews. That's my way out of this one. I hear you're quite particular about food. food. Critic. 
Yeah, yeah I am. Right, particular, particular full stop. <laughs> particular about most things in life. <laughs> Are you a bit of a chef yourself, or do you just like eating other people's food? I have worked as a chef before, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. So I'm not bad at cooking. Is that really? the only time you didn't get served the wrong thing? Exactly, yeah. Right. You always get what you want if you make it. Unless it's a plenty burger, it's shit. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> his mum's too good that's the problem yeah yeah okay. he's been, been spoiled as a youngster and now yeah. nothing lives up that's it high, high standards but that's a that's a good recommendation for plenty burger then it sounds like i need to try it yeah plenty burger does the best burger in town yeah, it's yeah. a classic day well, it has been renamed yeah le bon con to, now yeah. is what you're looking for yeah. the, the what what le bon con le bon con yeah a good time all right it come out good the plenty time. left go across the road and the first one on the left okay i know exactly what you mean I'm going there tomorrow. Nice one. All right, thanks, chaps. I hope everyone goes well this weekend. Enjoy the end of the season. Enjoy what little time off you get. And uh, we look forward to seeing how it all goes in 23. Perfect. Cheers, mate. Thanks Thanks very much, Cheers. All right, that's it for this episode with Lyle, Ben, Lee and Ethan. I really hope you've enjoyed listening. A massive thank you to We Are One Composites. As a downtime listener, you can get 10% off any Revolution wheel set, including rim only, for the month of September. All you need to do is to head to weareonecomposites.com and use the code DOWNTIMEWHEELING2022 at the checkout. That's downtime with a capital D, no space, followed by the word wheeling, W-H-E-E-L-I-N-G, no space, then 2022 over at weareonecomposites.com. Head to their site now and check out their entire range of awesome wheels. Also, a massive thank you to Santa Cruz. You can check out all they have to offer over at santacruzbicycles.com. Here's a few other links that might be useful to you too. Downtimepodcast.com forward slash subscribe so you never miss an episode. Forward slash shop to support the show by getting yourself some merch. And forward slash EP if you want to get your hands on copies of our lovely print project, Downtime EP. As always, spread the word, tell your rider mates and make sure as many people as possible are listening. That's it for today. We'll have another awesome episode coming up really soon. But until next time, Get out and ride.